On the Ball is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. By downloading the Bet365 app, you can access both pre-match and in-play markets, along with instant match updates for all games. The Bet365 Bet Builder also allows you to make personalised bets via the app, so you can bet on multiple scenarios and create your own bet with unique odds right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Welcome to On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey. Hello there, I'm The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent and every week I will host this Canaries chat with familiar names and Canaries characters for you this week. Outfoxed by the jam, Madison versus Campwell and the fever we all want to catch, Cup Fever. Uh, leading us through it all, we have a very special lineup, an iconic duo from Norwich City's past. All you need are their names. Darren Huckabee. Hello. And Ewan Roberts. How are you, Michael? Good, thank you. And uh, let me remind you all that a subscription to The Athletic not only gets you great articles to read, but also access to this and all our podcasts ad-free via our app. You can subscribe now with a 40% discount by heading to theathletic.com and using the code NORWICHPOD. Gentlemen, thank you so much for making yourselves available. And Darren, thank you for letting us in your house. Yeah, you, you finally got there in the end. You parked in the wrong bit, but that's okay. And the other, my car wouldn't start. Well, well, <laughs> well when you eventually got your hooks. Yeah, it was 10 minutes late, but, you know, we started, so... It's only the second time I've been late for <laughs> you in, in the space of a month. I've only met you twice. <laughs> um, your kitchen sounds very echoey. Is it as big as it sounds? Uh, yeah, it's quite big, I would say. Big kitchen. <laughs> it's a big kitchen. I love it. It's a good party kitchen. Is it? Yeah. Have there been a, have there been a few? Oh, we've had a few. Yeah, yeah okay. a few. Well, we'll maybe get into that sort of 25 minutes into the pod. Uh, Darren, how are you? You well? Yeah, very well, yeah. Obviously, uh, a good weekend of football yeah. that we're going to talk about. So, yeah, it's uh, ups and downs again. <laughs> yeah, it is, which is nice because it's been just one of those for a few weeks. Ewan, how are you? I'm all right, yeah, good. Busy weekend. Um, was working for Leicester on Friday night at the King Power for... For, for the game and then trying to what were you doing there for the game uh, they've got a uh, they've got their own sort of radio show ah okay um, and they've got a two hour build up before the game uh, I can't remember what it's called a bit in a pint um, <laughs> and I, I, I've done it a couple of times um, Matty Elliott Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Tiger were, were on the show with me and then after that I drove to Cardiff to, to do the Cardiff-Brentford game on Saturday we'll have to keep track of your miles over a season oh, tell me about year, it I think, and, and you've done the BBC podcast this morning this afternoon this yeah afternoon, this afternoon. flag that one up Yes, yeah. Oh, uh, Ellis James, Feast of Football. There you yeah. go, see, good lads. Uh, brilliant. Well, um, I think we should get straight into the football, as you said, uh, Darren. Norwich City won a game. I mean, uh, I say that. They, they've kept a few clean sheets in recent weeks and you know, they're actually not too bad at home at the moment. Can we go as far as to say that? Yeah, especially if you, you take on one of the big teams and you know, Leicester have been excellent this season and to get the win and defend as we did, you know, it's pretty comfortable really in the end. Yeah. They started off really well. We could have been two goals down. But second half, I thought, you know, Norwich dominated apart from the, the VAR goal. After that, I think they defended well. You know, what, what we haven't seen, really. You know, looked solid, looked organised and uh, got the win in the end. It was kind of the most um, comfortable they've looked in five minutes of added time for, for a while. They, they, they did see the game out quite well. They did. And I thought they started the game brightly first 15, 20 minutes. Um, 
well on the front foot. Then Leicester had that period in in the second half of of the second period of the of the first half where they played well, created a couple of chances. Um, but I agree. I mean the the VAR goal that was disallowed. Um, those are the rules. I don't agree with them. Um, I thought he still had a lot to do to score from where he did. But it was a much needed win for for Norris. And you know, you're looking at the defensive side of it. That we have to say that has definitely improved over the last few weeks. I thought defensively against Liverpool, they were outstanding to a man. You know, very organised, very disciplined. Um, only lost by one nil to who are going to be the, the champions. So the signs have been there that they they are improving defensively, and and you know they're going to have to get even better in the last ten games to to get out of the trouble that they're in. Can either of you two remember a goal you scored where you handled it in the build-up? I can, yeah. I yeah. can, I can. Um, in front of the river end, uh, West Brom at home, the cross has come from the right. It's one of those, I'm, I'm going to have to dive to get on the end of it. And even after diving, I'm thinking, I'm not going to get there. So the left hand has come out and I've sort of, <laughs> sort of palmed it in. First thing I've done, I've looked at the linesman because he, um, he was on the right-hand side. As you look at the river end, looked at him, he hasn't spotted it. Ref was miles away, so he's. I was off. I was off. <laughs> wow! I mean, that's actually oh, score, yeah, that's yeah. scoring yeah. with your arm. That's yeah. Not... yeah, I'd do anything to score. Yeah. <laughs> but problem is with the VAR. If you look at it, it should have been a free kick to Leicester because it hit Ben Godfrey's on first. So I don't know if they could cancel each other out. But if, if they're going to look at VAR, at least get the right call. That's that's what they probably upset more more than the goal being decided because it, it should have been a free kick to to them. Yeah, it's almost like they they can't by the law check for a free kick. To Leicester, can they? But that's what they would have seen. They're only checking for the handball, which and it is kind of it's a weird two tier kind of approach I, I to handball. You look it? at Leicester as well. Without Vardy, they're not the same team. You know, he puts he does a lot of work for me. You know, take his goals out the the equation, and you know they're probably a mid table team. So you know, it's, it was good that he wasn't playing. It gave us a lift up even before we, the ball was kicked. I think that's a great shout that they would have got the team sheets an hour and a bit before kick off. Um, and I can only imagine in that home dressing room, no Jamie Vardy on the bench even. I, th- I think they already knew he wasn't playing. Did they? I don't know how, but I was told before the game that Vardy wouldn't be playing. So. And I think that just changed the tactics slightly from a defensive point of view from Norwich because it meant they could defend maybe slightly higher than they would have against Vardy because when he's he's playing, he tends to drop a little bit deeper because you know what you know what his strengths are, which meant with Norwich's back four playing higher, the midfield too, which meant Madison didn't really have a lot of the ball and, and when he did get it he was far too deep he was very deep I was going to ask you guys that actually do you think there's an element of know, Jamie Vardy point taken into account but is there an element of how Leicester play that actually suits Norwich because they haven't beat, been beaten by them in two games they played very well at the KP I thought as well Norwich um, and they seem to get space more spaces in different areas the full backs did seem, seem to have a good positive impact in, in both I think games it's probably them. a good time to play Leicester as well not in the best of form. I think going into the game, they'd they'd won one in 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 six. Yeah, no, indeed, he, 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 I think he was on the bench. Yeah, he he's, came on, he's very important bit, yeah. to them. I think when when he's he's playing, he just gives them that something bit extra in in midfield. So I think it was a, an ideal time to play Leicester. But you've still got to go out and perform and be as brave as Norwich were on the ball. You know, on the ball yet again, which they've been most games this season. Um, Pleasing on the eye, great to watch. But, but still needed a goal from a left back to to get something. So you, dude had a couple of good chances. I think Bupuindia set him up with a nice chance, but we didn't have an abundance of 
clear cut chance, and that's probably been the problem. You know, he should have scored really. Hooks, yeah, yeah, he's, he's better yeah. than that. He's got you can tell he's got quality. And he, he's got the old goal to aim at, so it's it's not really a difficult finish. But you know, with Pukki not firing on all cylinders, it, it's difficult to see where the goal is going to come. I mean, they looked like a team who hadn't scored from open play since New Year's Day. I mean, how do you? How do you get? Um, well, how do you sort of break that? Do you know what? It's it's a hard one to judge because as a player, if, as a forward, um, you never want to go through a, a drought, and you want to be as consistent as you can goal scoring wise. And I, if I was missing chances, I wasn't really over overly concerned. It's when I wasn't getting chances that's when we weren't creating, and that's not been a problem really for Norwich this year. Or this season, they they have created chances. They've created good chances, and they haven't taken them at, at valuable times. Hence their position in 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 the league. And you'd have been on the different side of that because you'd have been one of the ones creating them, I suppose. Yeah, the assist king. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do think that you know there's been a lot made about Buendia and you know he's the amount of chances he's created and obviously not scoring scoring a goal this season. But you know he's, he's our most uh, influential player when he's at, when he's at it, and it's just a matter of making sure that he's on it. Every game, you know, him not scoring is a, is a is a big worry for me. A big worry because he's he's got so much quality, but he's got to add a little bit more to his game. And I know it's. Do you think he needs to be more selfish? I do, yeah, definitely. Because there's times where he can do a bit more himself. So get on the edge of the box and then and then try, instead of trying to slip somebody in, you know, do it yourself. Because he has got the quality to do it. You know, in the position he plays, he's, he's got to be getting six, seven, eight goals a season. Equivalent of Todd, basically, I suppose. Yeah, and probably Todd's got to add more assists to his game. So you know, neither of them are the perfect player at the minute, but we can see it in Bundy. We know he's he's got real talent, but you know, he's playing as one of the front three really. So you know, if, if it was me and I ain't scored a goal all season, you know, you'd be, the fingers would be pointing. And that's well, we know he's a good player, and you know, we know when he when he's at it, he, he can be the difference. So I think he's got, he's got to do a little bit more. Goal, well, trying to get take more chances. I bet he's not even had thirty shots all season. So, so that if you don't shoot, you don't score, dear. So, it's a it's a it's a, it's a bit of worry, a bit of worry. And what uh, while we're talking about Emmy, what did you guys make of what sort of happened before the game and the fact that he wasn't playing and Daniel Farker was well, what he said in the press? I mean, he was obviously doing it to try and get a reaction, and he was doing it in a in a balanced way because he was saying good points and bad points. I know people kind of hooked onto some of the <laughs> the, the bad. I think people stats, always but, do though, don't they? Yeah. They always feed off the negative and especially in the position that, that Norwich, if Norwich were mid-table and he'd come out and said that, I don't think anybody would have battered an eyelid, to be honest with you. He needs to score more goals. You know, he, he is a fantastic player. He's got great awareness, first touch, um, can open up a defence, but he, he needs to add goals to, I mean, I don't know how many, how many he got last year in, in the Championship. I don't think he was any... Seven or eight, I think. So, you know, is that enough in... in a team who who cruised to the to the title scored ninety four goals in doing so. Is seven goals from probably your most influential attacking player apart from Puki? Is that enough? I I, I don't know. Um, but going back to, I think he said it in a, and I don't think he was digging anybody out. I don't think he was digging Buendia out. He just basically said what Huxley said. He needs to score more goals. The thing is, the thing is, if he if he's look, sitting here now with six goals, seven assists, he's in the team whatever. The manager cannot drop him, so that's that's what he's got to aim for. He's, he's got to make the manager, you know, make it so he's undroppable. And if you've got seven or eight goals plus seven, six or seven assists in the Premier League, you're doing pretty well. Do you guys think there's any any element as well of 
of Emmy's um, like defensive work and things like that in, in any of it or in, in, in some of the uh, more flamboyant histrionics when he's on the pitch and stuff like that? Do you, he, he, I'm he interested is, what he'd be he like a bit if, you'd been, isn't he? if you'd been in his He's team. always throwing his arms and, and pointing fingers. and I don't think there's a lack of work rate. And I, I've seen him numerous times and, and he has to do it. Um, doing his defensive duties. Um, I think he's cost goals doing his defensive duties, to be fair, trying to play out from, from you know, midway through his, his own half. I don't think that's, that's um, I don't think you can level that at his, at his doorstep. Does he work hard enough in training? I think, I don't know. So that, that's one thing that no fan or reporter or anybody who's not there every day can tell. And only the manager and, yeah. the, and the other players around him can tell that. They, they know he's a quality player, but there must be, there must be a reason why He's not first name on the team sheet yeah. week in, week out. And we, we know he's a great player. So he must have all the elements where he's maybe not pulling his weight just enough. Tell you what, let's switch on to Jamal's goal because you mentioned it a second ago. And you spoke to Jamal, didn't you, after the... Yeah, I spoke to him after the, after the game, yeah. In the, what is it called? The Legends Lounge? Or? Uh, well, still the Gun Club. Still the Gun Club. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a legend. <laughs> that's, that's, that's never really changing. Really. No. That's never changing. <laughs> Imagine if it did. Good for Brian <laughs> to be straight down here, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that must be nice speaking to... Uh, yeah, I, I got to speak to him a little bit after, you know, he's... He's been going through a bit of a tough time, you know, not being in the team. Uh, obviously, Sam Byron playing really, really well. Then Sam Byron gets injured, so you're back in. And you know, sometimes it's difficult for you know a young lad to deal with. We tend to forget that you know he was the first one out of all the young lads who got who made it and got into the team. And he was probably like the one who I won't say the trailblazer, but he was the first one in the in the door before the others. So you know, you, you sometimes forget that. You forget he's still only young as well. But the, the goal will do him a world, a world of good, I think. I, don't, I don't, actually don't think it was his best game that I've seen him have. But, you know, you get the winner and it changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, indeed. I mean, you'd have been at Colney when he was sort of coming through and bits like that. So, did you, did you see him hit a shot like that very often? Uh, probably not. <laughs> but what I did see from him and what he, what he has got is, is, is professionalism. He's is athletic. He, he works hard day in, day out on, on that side of his game and... You know, one thing for certain, you know, I spoke to him after, I said, just make sure you're fully fit and ready to go because, you know, it looks like Sam Barham's out for the, for the rest yeah. of the season. So, you know, really, he's the only one who's, who can play there. We ain't got another left-back. And it is a specialist position. It's not like, you know, a centre midfield where you can play in one of the three positions. You're either a left-back and you're a left-back. You know, you don't see a left-back playing anywhere else, do you? Uh, you don't see no. a left-back playing right-back. He's normally a right-back, goes and plays left-back. So it's a, it's, a, it's a really difficult position to, you know, to make your own and... You know, like I said, over the years we've had some great ones. You know, Adam Drury being one. But that goal, right? That goal is, from a defensive point of view, that goal is so wrong because normally you'd only have one full-back bombing on. But as Norwich have done many times, they're both bombing on. And Max Aaron's absolutely magnificent. I mean, he tortured Ben Chilwell. I was going and to if say, you think I mean, Ben Chilwell is the England left back at the minute, uh, who's having a bit of a bad time uh, uh, at the minute. It's the first time I've really seen him. I, I, I wasn't too impressed with him no, at all. He's he's struggling for the last five six games. He's been he's been off. I think he was left out for a couple of games, and they brought Christian Fuchs in. Um, but when you've got someone like Aaron's, who's absolutely rapid, so much en- um, energy going down that right hand side, he didn't get tight enough. Hey, he made him look pretty silly, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He not, did. Not, one, every, not one occasion. Every time, three or four, to be fair, yeah, every it's like time. he couldn't couldn't defend. Uh, but what a finish! What yeah. he can only put it in one place, really. What a finish! And he just the way he, he sort of. Cuts across the ball with his strike and magnificent goal. Um, the, my editors wanted me to do a piece on, you know, um, well, find out how he suddenly turned into Cafu or whatever <laughs> with the shot. But I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, you hit. A lot, I'm sure you've hit a lot of balls like that. I mean, with what, my head. 
Yeah, so some, sometimes you just catch it yeah. right. You catch it perfect. Yeah. It's one of them where he has to catch it perfect, and he did, for it to get that bend and to get in the bottom corner. That's first league goal as well. That's league goal, yeah. Yes, first yeah. league goal. The so only other goal he scored was at Chelsea. So that's good, you know, it's, it's one of it might not happen often, so <laughs> enjoy it, enjoy it. Hopefully it does, hopefully. A massively important goal, yes. Yeah, well, massively like I say, if, if we hadn't got that win and the other teams did what they did yeah. to, you know, the next day, we would have been yeah. dead and buried. So. You know what, I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, that's a really good point, would have been absolutely screwed. i tell you what, let's hear from Daniel Farker, Max Ahrens, uh, but first, Jamal Lewis. What are you better at, Jamal, heading or hitting a ball like that? <laughs> I'm going to go striking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the technique that it takes to hit a ball like that. I mean, what, what's the key to it? How, how often are you working? Um, you know what? I don't. I don't work on the vol. That the, the volley was just kind of that situation. I work on that kind of angle where the fullback is kind of in that kind of shot cross kind of situation. But this one was definitely a shot. You know, um, I kind of it just kind of sat up perfectly from the volley. Uh, sorry, from from my chest. And I thought if I strike across this, it could cause maybe a, a rebound or something like that but luckily I, I caught it perfect and yeah it just kind of swerved in and that's Max's first assist I know so yeah, I, said, I, I, said, I said to him he's welcome so yeah obviously he <laughs> gets forward a lot and uh, creates a lot of chances for the team so I'm just glad that we kind of helped the team out and got three points together I know Sam's done really well it's really unfortunate because he's injured but how impressed were you with how Jamal dealt with the period while he was out yeah it must have been massively tough for him um, Sam came in and done really well um, and the manager was saying um, to have three fullbacks fighting for, for the positions just keeps us all on our toes um, so it's really disappointing for Sam um, he was playing really well but uh, to have a player like Jamal to come straight back in um, it, it is great for us as a team did it feel like you had more space today going forward I mean there's one great run we went from left to right or like right to left it was kind of a bit like last season and there were just moments where we hadn't, hadn't felt we'd seen that at Carrow Road where you just had more room did it feel like that? Yeah of course coming into the Premier League the, the teams are a lot more um, defensively solid um, and a lot tighter so it's hard to, to um, get moments like that and you have to work them yourself um, so today I definitely felt I felt in the reverse fixture as well away at Leicester that there was a bit of space there a footballing team as well and um, sometimes they do leave gaps with attacking fullbacks and, and things like that so it was, it was something that we were trying to trying to um, focus on yeah it was the third clean sheet in the last six uh, six leagues ga- league games and we had an unbelievable difficult program so second win uh, in the last three home games uh, we had uh, in the meantime one home game against Liverpool we were also pretty close to, to, to get a point and on this level sometimes when you're not there with 1% just with 97% then you are punished like uh, like we were at, at Wolves with, with three goals but we know that we are in good shape and uh, it's it's important that we go further on brave and fully committed work on the details and then we have a chance in each every game uh, to win points just one more coming back to you, Ewan. Um, just on Leicester, I mean, where, 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 where do they go from here? I mean, it, they've had such a good season so far. It, it'd be almost be a shame to think of them not being in the top four or anything coming in. I think it? if they don't finish in the top four, it'll be a bad season. Um, I mean, they've been there all along. Um, I said they've had a bit of a hiccup of late. It, they do depend on on Vardy, um, absolutely, and I think Brendan he has changed the shape of the side. He, sometimes he'll go with three at the back, uh, but I don't think they've quite got over losing in the manner they did to Villa in in that second leg semi final of of the League Cup. I think that had a massive impact on on them mentally. But they've still got a nice little cushion between themselves and Manu. I think it's about seven or eight points now. Um, and they've got some. They've got some good games coming up. I think they've got the likes of Brighton, 
Watford, um, all the teams that are in and around Norwich in the next next two or three weeks, and they've got yeah. So and and they need to get get back to winning bit ways. They, they know that. Um, I think they've got Birmingham in the cup on Wednesday night at, at uh, the King Power, so they'll be looking to make it into the quarterfinal. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious, painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash on the ball and pay the postage of £4.95. And as if that wasn't enough, as a listener to On the Ball, you'll get two extra free beers. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They travel the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the very best craft breweries. They are now the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. Your case will also include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment and a beery snack is thrown in too. Just go to beer52.com slash on the ball to get your case free. And don't forget right now on the ball listeners get two extra free beers. Right. I should um, probably plug the fact that I did uh, with my uh, Leicester covering colleague Rob Tanner and our new stats and analyst Tom Warville we put together a piece um, looking at James Madison and Todd Cantwell's journey through Norwich City Football Club how it helped make them their loans away at the time and what their future might be now Um, so have a read of that it's over at The Athletic and I I enjoyed putting it together so hopefully you'll enjoy reading it Uh, it's interesting really for both of these players isn't it because there's so much speculation around James Madison and by the same token Todd Cantwell is in the mix as to what happens to all these players come uh, next next season depending on where Norwich are so uh, Madison's first return to Carrow Road which I'm sure would have been a nice moment for him where do you see him at the moment Ewan? Very good player um, on the fringes of, of the England squad Will Should he, he bre- go? Oh that's a good question Because there, there's uh, so much clamour for Jack Grealish to be honest as well He's a good player by the way <laughs> and I, I, at the minute I would I would just put, I would just put Grealish just in front. Um, he's playing the struggling side. He's, he's carried Villa all season. Um, when we're talking about scoring goals and creating goals, I think he's Villa's top scorer with seven. He's created numerous others. Um, I think he's just in front of, of Madison at the minute. But there's not a lot to choose between the two. Um, I think I think. I thought he was quiet on Friday. Didn't have the impact that he would have liked coming back to Carrow Road. Um, Rumours that Manu are supposedly going to be putting a bid in over the summer. I think he supposedly be a Manchester United supporter. I, I don't know that. But you know, from from the day he went to Aberdeen on loan, he's just matured into a magnificent midfielder. Yeah, and I think Robert suggested in his piece that um, there's a new contract. Yeah, I think, discussions I, think, are yeah ongoing, so. I think he might have signed it. Oh, I think he might have signed it. I'm not sure. But it doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. No, it, mean, <laughs> no, it just it bumps his money up a little yeah, bit until yeah, they do yeah. sell him for 80 million. Yeah. yeah, he's a good player. You can see he's, he's, he's grown. His, like I said, we're very lucky at the minute. We've got quite a few good young English players. So, you know, they're all vying for the same positions, which is which is great. Obviously, the Mount at Chelsea is probably the one who's in front of him at the minute. So, you know, it's great. It's great that they've been a little bit part of our club and, you know, you, you, you watch them and hopefully... 
see him flourish at a you know, big club. I thought he was, his deliveries were the best on the pitch. Well, that's what he, I mean, from set pieces, um, you know, we, we know we can score free kicks, but corner kicks and, and he just whips that ball in, did he? And like, you've just mentioned Mount there. I think he'd be third in my choice. Yeah. Out of both. Out, out of Grealish, Madison and Mason Mount, he'd be third in the list for me. So he'd be, he'd be the first one that's in there, isn't yeah. he? Is that yeah. in the... I think, I, think, I think the other two have got more, more ability. Uh, more, more about them. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, how about Todd then? Because, we, uh, you know, the, the piece involved comparing them, but, you know, in, we know that Todd's still got so many games to kind of catch up with where those guys are and things like that. Where, where do you see Todd at the moment? Because he's had such a great start to the season. I'm not saying he's not playing well now because he is still there and, and Daniel Farker loves him. He never... Yeah, he's probably he one, of his, one of his first choices. So I think he's... he's Bubbling away nicer. I think last season was, you know, I was a bit disappointed in Toddy, to be honest with you, because I, I know what ability he's got. He can score a goal, he can, you know, he can create chances. You know, there's a, a big shout about, was it Liverpool looking at him and stuff? I, I don't think he's quite ready for that yet, if I'm going to be honest. He just needs to be playing. And, you know, hopefully he'll be here. But like I said, there's going to be some big uh, decisions made if we do go down to some of our, you know, better young players. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. It's going to be a tricky one for them, I suppose, as well, isn't it? Because, um, it, like someone like Todd won't necessarily want to go back to the championship, but I mean, it's, he's contracted to the club, obviously, and it depends who comes in. Norwich can't get rid of everyone who doesn't want to go back to the championship. I just love the because he got a bit of stick last year, didn't he, from from certain sections of of, of fans. And for a young kid, that's not easy, uh, especially for a homegrown kid who, who supported the club, who's been at the club for for years and years, come through the ranks. Um, and I just like the way he dug in and rolled his sleeves up and proved people wrong. You know. I'd, I like the fact that he went abroad on loan to Fortuna. Fortuna City. Yeah, did well there. Did they win the league? Did they, they win did, the league, didn't they? they? Won, yeah. Uh, uh, promotion. That's not, got promoted. That's, that's not easy. That's not easy, especially for, I think he might have been 19, 20 at the time. So full of admiration for him. And Hux said that he's probably one of the names down, what first names down on the team sheet because he works his socks off. He absolutely works. He puts a solid shift in there. You know, whether he's having an off day with the ball, not quite at it he always gives you every single ounce of energy and I think that's what the manager wants and maybe that's what Buendia hasn't hasn't been doing and that's why you know Todd's been starting more games than Buendia lately the thing is when you look at him I think he's actually his game's kind of made for the for the Premier League I think it suits him a lot more than it did in the championship where it's a lot of hustle and bustle and I think you do get a bit more time in the Premier League and you know like I said he's he just he's one of them players that looks like he can just kick on and go to the next level yeah, that's something that people are going to have to obviously consider going into next season, depending on where Norwich are, of course. We will, we will see. Um, it's worth saying at this point, happy birthday, Todd. I think his birthday was last week, but also he was at Wroxham on Saturday, supporting, as, as were you, weren't you, uh, yeah. Darren? Um, uh, supporting Grant Holt, Simon Lappin, uh, Adam Drury, of course, who's assistant manager at uh, non-league Wroxham. They're just north of Norwich for anyone listening in the States who <laughs> has never heard of Wroxham. On the Norfolk Broads. Yeah. Everyone's heard of the Norfolk Broads. Uh, I've written a piece. Darren, you, your name's in it. Right. I, I wasn't watching you though, so don't worry. It's all right. Um, that's going out. I think um, it might well be out now. So have a read because it's, it's a good bit of fun. But um, that, that, you fancy getting... Could you get a game at Wroxham? Have you... Uh, I would like to think I, I would be able to, but yeah. they not seeing seeing the pitch, see, seeing <laughs> seeing the uh, no, nah, it's not for me. I, I don't mind playing vets football, but it's hard when you. I was going to say Elks enjoys his vets football yeah, too much. Yeah, it's hard. 
so obviously was obviously played every day, but he's given you know giving away twenty years to some of them. It's it's hard work. It's hard work. But if you still want to play, fair play, but not for me. Not on that not that pitch, God. Le- not a level pitch, but a level <laughs> playing field. So I mean you guys both play vets together? I don't I hung uh, my boots up three years ago. Fin- finished on top, finished when we won the league, because we both played for Kringle to Vets. Uh, happy days. Yeah. Happy days, um, and I mean, you, you, you two are quite good friends, aren't you? No, you yeah, we hang around a bit. As you said, you've had loads of parties. In yeah, socialise so. socialise oh, quite a bit, yeah. mate, don't we? Have an occasional beer. Occasional yeah. beer, yeah. It's yeah. good. We run next to each other at the field gym on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. what, did you talk to each other while you're doing that, or the pace hooks goes? No. <laughs> no, I'd get my headphones in. And yeah. yeah, I see it as work. Really, I should I should choose another treadmill because <laughs> he's he's a flying machine, and I'm like I'm a plodder. As I was when I played. <laughs> it's encouragement. Is it encouragement? A little bit. I'll never get to that level. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, let you. well, at least you're still, you're still doing that, you see, Hux. You, you, know, yeah, you can still. It's just like training. It's just like, like, like it used to be. <laughs> just we have to pay to get in there now. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to sort that out. Uh, right. Um, I tell you what, let's move on to what's ahead this week, just to wrap up. Uh, Norwich have got two games, of course. They're away at Sheffield United on Saturday. Uh, we'll come to that in a tick. But before that, Wednesday night, 9,000 fans sending on Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to face uh, a banging form Tottenham. No, not <laughs> Tottenham. Um, I mean, I've, we've been here a few times with Norwich, even this season. This does kind of feel like something of an opportunity like a, a cup game they they can play without whatever it is that maybe sometimes niggles at the back of them in the premier league even though they're playing a premier league side and tottenham seem in a in a funny place i mean just and and then they've got nine thousand fans back in them if you want to play spurs i think it, it is now isn't it i think i thought they were poor yesterday against wolves i think you left one or two out whether they'll marino will bring them back in we'll, we'll have to wait and see but i think it's a real opportunity you know if, if you want to play spurs or if you you don't want Kane in the team and you don't want Son in the side. They're nowhere near um, the the team that they can be with without those. I think it's a great chance, especially after what happened on Friday night, the way Norwich went on to, to, to win that game. Um, confidence should be should be, should be be sky high. Um, been down there once already and what was it? Not really lost 2-1. Lost 2-1, one. but it was a very close game. I was, yeah. I was so actually the game. Good game. Yeah. Good game. And you it, know, should, should have beaten Spurs on Boxing Day at Carrow Road. Some shocking VAR decisions once again. Um, I think it's a real, real good opportunity. They'll go into the game thinking we've played them twice already, and we've matched them. So, it's, like I say, it's a real. I hope he just goes full strength and you know forget about the game at the weekend for the time being, and just go and go and win this game and hopefully get into the next round. Two, two games from Wembley. You know, that's how you got to think about it. Isn't it? Two games from Wembley. I mean, I don't see Daniel Farker like I would expect him called to be in goal, for example, which is probably the biggest acid test of. I mean, maybe there's the old player who might want to rest, but. Or, but I don't know. It seems like a strange thing to say, really. I think when you're, that close, when you're that close, when you're that close, I mean, you, you, you could understand it if he was to rest a few with. If it was a Tuesday, he might go full strength, but because it's 24 hours later on a Wednesday, you haven't got obviously so much time to to recover. Um, and it is a massive game on 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 Saturday up at Bramall Lane. Is Sheffield United still in the cup? Uh, don't, yes, yeah, they, I are. Think they are. They have yeah. got. Ooh, that's a good I think they've got Reading. Yeah, they've got Reading, and they play tomorrow. Couldn't tell you because Reading beat Cardiff, and I know the winner was playing Sheffield. So they've, they've, got, they've got to travel so, away anyway. You know, you look, look, look at that. Say if they were out the cup, you probably think, well, maybe we've got a rest of people. But if they've got a game as well, it's game on. Yeah. Yeah. Masters, go, yeah. go, go and try and win the game. I think when you was it fifth round? Fifth round you know, yeah. I was just, there's an interesting point actually because I remember a couple of seasons ago 
um, when Norwich lost at home to Sheffield United, it was off the back of it was off the back of the Chelsea game. So they played 120 minutes, went out at Chelsea on penalties, and then they uh, then Sheffield United came to Carrow Road on the Saturday after about three days and and, and dug out. A I win. just stopped Saturday. The bus is late again. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into one again. It's it's uh, all I'll all I'll add on on Wednesday. I don't see how Jose Mourinho won't put extra into it because he'll want to win well, the FA Cup. He likes right? winning trophies. <laughs> it'll, it'll be probably more important to him yeah. than the Premier yeah. League fixture. Um, so that's one thing. But um, yeah, in terms of Sheffield United, I mean, it's it's kind of a... It, I don't know if you guys were there at Carrow Road earlier in the season, but I thought Sheffield United were... And I know they've had a phenomenal season, but they they did kind of look bang average when you look at all the other Premier League the, sides the, this the, year. The, they the, just the, had three minutes where they managed yeah. to win the game. I think first half it was like a lot of our games this season. I thought first half we were dominated and then... We just we can't string a whole whole game together. So, you know, they're, they're, they're still a good team. They'll be difficult to play against. They'll be big and strong, aggressive. You know, we've just got to stand up to that. And, you know, it's, a, it's important that we use last week as a bit of a momentum and push on to try and, you know, I don't think we've had back-to-back wins yet. Nah, so, only club in the Premier League not to have back-to-back so wins. It's a, it's a perfect time, isn't it? It's a, well, we're running out of games, so we've got to start putting, putting some results together or, or we're going to go down, so... They're a team that they've played, played against last season. We're better than last season. So you know, it's up to the lads to step up and go and get the result. It's one of the things that was kind of emphasised the weekend just gone, really, wasn't it? Norwich pulled out a special result, but you're relying on everyone else kind yeah. of keep losing. Yeah. <laughs> and you get into the stage of the season now, games running out. And what won the way win all season at Everton? You know, that has to change. That has to change from now until the end of the season, whether it's five games at home, five games away. You might have to start winning away from home now. To to get you out of that bottom three, love it if we beat them. Would in the words of Kevin yeah. Keegan. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, remember, if you subscribe to the Athletic, then make sure you log on to the website or app two hours after every Norwich City kickoff to discuss all the key topics from the match action with me, and that includes both games coming up this week. And as I said at the top of the pod, you can listen to these podcasts ad free through our app. When you subscribe to the Athletic, you get forty percent off, which effectively makes it thirty six pounds for a whole year uh, with a special on the ball code Norwich Pod. Uh, But that is it for OTB this week. The podcast is freely available on your podcast player of choice, so please spread the word. If you would like to get in touch with us, then just sling me a tweet or direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey. I've got a few on there that we'll get through over the coming weeks. Uh, In the meantime, though, a big thank you to my guests this week, Absolute Stars. Thank you so much, Hux. No problem. Thank you, Ewan. Pleasure, mate. Thank you for asking us. We'll do it again. And thanks to you all for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, never mind the danger.